horror, terror, thrills, chills, monsters, murder, mayhem. This is Black and White Fright. This episode of Black and White Fright is brought to you by Fright Lights. Lithophane night lights of your favorite monsters. Find them on Etsy at Fright Lights 138. Uh, it's Night of the Living Dead, right? That's the haunting of and bitch. Oh, the, the haunting again? Yeah. yeah. We're going <laughs> to haunting. Keep, in, we're gonna keep doing it until, uh, until we like it. It's Carnival of Souls, right? Yeah. All right. All right, we good? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hello. Welcome to another edition of Black and White Fright. I'm Scott. Joined by Bill. Hey, and Kevin. What up, y'all? <laughs> oh, wow. It's like, a, it's like the weepy voiced gangster. That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so, yep. So, if you're tuning in for the first time, we pick an old black and white horror movie and we talk about it. And if we don't like it, we kind of tear it apart. And if we like it, we fawn over it a little bit. Yeah, but still tear it apart, probably yes. to an extent. Well, yeah, to a certain extent, yes. Yeah. We all think we're very funny. So, yes. We're not, though, <laughs> but we think we yeah. are. Uh, and as usual, uh, sponsored by Fright Lights, uh, which you can find on Etsy, Fright Lights 138 on Etsy.com. They make, they make Instagram, pretty cool, too. And Instagram, yes. They make these pretty cool uh, lithophane nightlights, and you can get one of different horror figures and. Almost like logos and stuff. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff over there. He very, makes pretty cool stuff. Very yeah, nice. he makes it. Good output. Yeah. Very good output. Yes. That, that's their logo, I think. Fright Lights. Very good output. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We made lots. <laughs> that's right. So uh, so this week, uh, it was my pick. Uh, and it's 1957's Night of the Demon. Uh, in the U.S., it was known as Curse of the Demon. Do you know why? Because of Night of the Iguana. This there is like not, yeah, not at all a horror movie. Yeah, no, but there was another movie out around that time called Night of the Iguana, and then, oh, people are going to get them so confused. So oh, yeah? Curse, curse of the Demon over here. And they cut it. They cut it by like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. The runtime's different. And then I guess they put it back, the runtime, but they kept the name, Curse of the Demon. Yeah, kind yeah. of like mishmashed it up. It is. But this is uh, directed by uh, the guy who did Cat People. Yeah. Jacques Tourneur. Tourneur? Uh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not good with French pronunciations. He actually went with everyone just called him Jack Turner. Yeah, I was going to say Jack Turner. I guess it was oh. close. Yeah. I suppose. But, uh, but I didn't know that going into it. And yeah, I'd never either. seen this movie before, but you can really feel it. I mean, it has that, it has the shadowy look, and you can kind of tell he definitely had like a, a noir style. And there, there's a, well, I, was, I didn't realize that until you just said it, that uh, it oh. was the same director. Yeah. Because there's definitely yesterday, yesterday is year years old, today's year old. Is that what they say? Anyways, um, <laughs> remember remember you said before about people thinking that you you know that you were, <laughs> you were thinking that you were funny. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, How dare? No, but there there's like one scene in the movie where I was like, oh, this is just like cat people. <laughs> Did it involve a uh, feline? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, yeah, right. We're we're certainly gonna get there because. <laughs> That's that. That was a fun scene. Yes, oh, it was. <laughs> he also um, he directed he directed I Walk with the Zombie, and uh, Out of the Past. Have I? I've seen Out of the Past. I don't know if I've ever seen I Walked with the Zombie. I don't think. Oh, I that might either. be a future. I haven't oh, seen yeah. it, so that might I be a future. Say, yeah, make that a yeah, movie. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. We'll see by the end if we're all we're all on the same page on this one. 
So, uh, I mean, there's not a lot to tell other than let's talk about the movie, right? Yes, please. That is correct. So it opened up with that with a font of the credits. I really dug the font they used for this hey, movie. All right. Not just me this time. Uh, I, I liked the opening credits a lot. It had this crazy over the top score. Oh, very but, horrifying. But, but I liked it. I liked the score. It was ridiculous. Um, but I really, I really like the font. It's like a almost cliche, you know, horror font. Um, but it was pretty sharp looking. I don't know. I, I kind of dug. Pretty it. handsome. It was a very handsome font. It's a well dressed <laughs> yes. font. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the movie opens up uh, as movies often do with a man racing in a car, and. I, I loved it because there were a lot of different angles that they showed this guy driving. And it turns out he's a professor Harrington is driving the car yes. and they show it from the inside where it's clearly right. He's sitting in a stationary car while they move images by him and the images are going by like 80 miles an hour. He's clearly going very, very fast. And then they would cut ahead to show the road in front of him. And he's going about eight miles an hour, <laughs> maybe 10 Miles an hour, <laughs> and then they'd go back and be racing by, and then back up front, and it's like la 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 la. Well, speed you can see trees slowly yeah, coming at you. Speed worked differently <laughs> in uh in the fifties, you know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so he's driving like super fast, right? And he arrives at this estate, and he stops, and you see that it's the the Carswell estate. Uh, and he goes through the gate and goes in, and he meets a, a man with an amazing beard. Yes, well, the butler is like, he's not here, even though you can oh. see him over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but Julian Carswell uh, is the man's name. And yeah, that, that goatee was just really quite something. That it was, was like, like, it was so pointy, but it wasn't pointy down. It was pointy out. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. And when I when I saw that, I thought like uh, getting some magician vibes. And then later oh, on, he's doing magic. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I, I, my first thought was. What if he wanted us to like lay down flat on his stomach? Like that thing, does it like hurt? Like what? you can't put your head face down. You think, it, you think it's like it, sharper? It, it looked sharp. It looked like they put like a can of Aquanet on it. Maybe they like, did. It's, like it's super pointy. I, I love it, and it's perfect for his character. Yeah, this is gonna be a reference you guys will definitely not get, and maybe no one ever will that listens. But it might be a deep cut in reference terms. But he reminded me of. Uh, a trumpeteer from an Austrian brass sextet called Menozel Brass that I saw once with his appearance. Thomas Ga- Thomas Gancht. So all you uh, Austrian all you, brass sextet fans out there. All you brass heads out there. That's right. Build this tossy of bone. Well, actually, Scott, I, I did send you a video of them performing Bohemian Rhapsody once. I remember. I remember. Yeah, he, like, for a while had, like, he he's, like, he lost weight and he did different things with his hair and beard and he actually had that pretty spot-on appearance of uh, Dr. Carr as well for a bit, hmm. so just wanted to get that in there for wasting time. Hey, purposes. thanks. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Very effective. So, <laughs> so, um, so Harrington's clearly, the professor's clearly upset, um, and he's begging Carswell to, to help him and that he won't continue his investigation into Carswell. I swear as I won't tell no one's. It was very much this way. Um, and Carswell's kind of like, I don't know. It might be too late to stop it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I don't know. Um, but he's pleading with him to please, please stop whatever he did. And he's like, you challenged Carswell saying you challenged me to do my worst. 
And that's what I did. What's going on? What? What is that sound? It sounds like a ceiling fan came on. Or something. Sorry, that's my heat in the basement. It's like being a Kevin's for the other podcast. Yeah, all right. Oh. I'll <laughs> so, Carswell says he'll do what he can do. You don't really learn a whole lot about what it is, really, right? Yeah, they keep it vague. Yeah. So Carswell says he'll you know, do what he can do. Harrington thanks him. And you can tell that Carswell's not going to do anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think at that yeah. point. Yeah, it's like, pretty clear. Please, I'm not going to. I have to sharpen my beard. I need, uh, you know, I, I have no time <laughs> to stop things. You think he has something like a giant, like a pencil sharpener shaped kind of thing that he puts his beard in like yes, once a week? I think he just savings. rests. It's like a, like a massage chair. You put your face through the hole and it, there's a, a device in there that keeps it, keeps I like it clean it. and sharp. Yeah. I think Maybe that's why it's to, facing out. He pays yeah, someone to sense. whittle it. He, so he pays like a, a local man to whittle it. Is it a wood beard? Yes. Huh. <laughs> oh my. So, uh, so you have Harrington driving home, right? And he gets, pulls into his garage. And you start hearing that kind of weird sound effect. It sounds like a, it reminded me of like um like a like guinea pigs. Have you ever heard guinea pigs yeah. chatter? Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. The version I watched it was like, hey, over here. Hello. Wow. Yeah. You watch on watch it on YouTube, like a fan edit. Yes. Did you watch it on logo? <laughs> Sorry. Uh and then so I I guess you should say this before this part, which is the director did not want to show the demon at all uh, in the yes. movie. And he was overruled by the producer, who was like, "Yeah, we're just going to put it in post-production. Fuck you. And they did. Uh, and the number one complaint about this movie is what the demon looks like. Yes. I really didn't mind it. Same it, really, it really the, didn't bother me. For the time, it was, I guess, you know, looking back, I guess it could have been better. It looks like um Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, no, it's, who, it's, who, but it's Ray, not who they wanted. They I know, wanted. They him. wanted him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, think, very much like that. But the I effect. Think, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I think that maybe would have been better served if they put like a, a person in like a weird suit. Well, they kind of do. I think almost right. It's like this weird model at first that you can see well, from far away. But they're like the the movements are stiff on like the far away shots. Maybe in the close up. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, anyways, there's kind of like fire. I thought the fire effect was kind of cool. Oh yeah, it's like, um, like the white smokiness coming in. Yeah, you can see it yeah. like in the, in the woods, but it's not like on the it's not low. It's like kind of raised up in the woods. Yeah. Um, you can see that coming, and then you just see a figure kind of emerging from that. I thought it looked kind of sharp, actually. I, I, yeah. I actually it's really liked it. I really. Yeah. And like at, at one point, the smoke is like kind of being reversed, whatever. Yes. And it, it, I yeah. thought it looked great. Yeah. Kevin, did it cause you to, to put your blanket up over your mouth? You just your eyes were showing when you were watching it. Yes, I did. The, the, the demon, yeah. <laughs> ghost. I uh, I don't know how you guys would describe it, but I described it as a smoky pube demon, personally. Oh. A pube demon. It looks more uh, like a cross between like Satan and Bigfoot. Yeah, I don't know. It just looked like kind of like it's like a like a like a mound of evil pubes that wanted to kill you. Oh, there you go. That's just how so, I thought it. So Harrington sees this and is like, ay, 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 freaking out, right? He does a, <laughs> he does a really ay, good yell at that point. There is a demon. <laughs> and he, uh, he goes to get back into his car. He's going to outrace the demon, I guess. Uh, and he backs up immediately into power lines. Like, but he did two yell, seconds. He did yell, whoops. <laughs> they, they did not have backup cameras, apparently, back then, because he boom, immediately <laughs> into power lines. 
Um, and then you can see the car has been electrified and the demons closing in on the car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, th- and then it pretty much cuts from there. You don't see him die, but you know he's uh, died. No, he gets, he gets electrocuted. He, he's like rolling around in the uh, wires. He, he get, no, he gets out of the car. Oh, that's right. He does get out of the car. He's yeah. rolling around and in all that electric. I didn't, I didn't yeah. make a note of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it, Scott. All right, sorry. What is this, last episode? Um, Jesus Christ. Well, so then they cut over, and now you're in a plane, right? And you're in a 1950s model plane being shaken yeah. around with on the a coolest, wire. With the coolest way, <laughs> however you, like, I want to know how that recline worked. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I have a couple problems with, with this guy already, though. The first thing, so this guy who, Dr. John Holden, you'll find out, right? An American coming to England, and he can't sleep. Dude just wants to sleep. I've been on planes many times. I have always just fallen asleep sitting, like a just well, sitting. I don't think it was. It was the light behind him from uh, yeah. Joanna Harrington. Don't, don't stare at the light, you fucking psychopath. Turn your head. It's not a matter of him staring at it. It, it. it looked like it was illuminating more than it probably should have. Um, and also, you were never in a 50s plane. How do you? you I was born in Yes, he was. No, he, he skipped was, it over. Yeah. He was in he was in forties planes, forties <laughs> and sixties. Yeah, I was ground in the fifties. Yeah. yeah, you were banned <laughs> from flying in the fifties. Yeah, so he's flipping out. He's slamming his seat back. The woman behind him is working on something on her little tray table, and she's she's like, "Oh, so sorry." And he's like, "Ugh," making noises and groaning. And Ed gets my favorite line of the movie, probably, which is he asked the stewardess. If she has an eye mask that he can wear, like one of the old timey going to sleep, I need my eye mask. And she says, No, would you like a pill? Yeah. And he says, No, I'm trying to cut down. Yeah. Yes. I loved that's so 50. I mean, that was pretty commonplace back in then. Like they just give you sleeping pills on a plane. I think it was because people huh. were still really afraid of flying. Well, um, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it, was, it was still relatively new back then, especially for. Like for fun, you know what I mean? To, I'm flying to California. It was like it'd be a big, much bigger deal. People got all dressed up, and it was a to do. People had newspapers. But, with you would own, know. People had newspapers yeah. with their own face on it. Um, That's right. While they were trying to sleep, like covering their face. I'd like I love. Say, the, uh, I love. The, I love the pill line though. Yes, that uh, Doctor Holden, the actor Dana Andrews, to me, he looked like if uh, Boris Karloff and Antonio Banderas had a kid. Oh, well, maybe, yeah. maybe they did. Yeah. So you know, anyways, they're not getting along. Everyone's all grumpy. Blah blah blah. And uh they get off the plane, right? Pretty much the next scene. They're at an airport. She goes to a phone booth and he's being met by a couple of gentlemen who are waiting for him. And some press uh, too. And and some press. And oh, big press. Deal, and right? some, the he's, gentlemen he's, that are just real quick, the gentlemen that are waiting for him are it looked like they were put in after the fact uh, for that one scene because they were definitely in front of like a projected yes. image, and then they were really there. So it looks like they yep. probably did it to make up some yeah some missed footage or something. Maybe yeah, it was very obvious. I think when she's in the phone booth though, too, it's the same thing. Hmm. Yeah, a fake, very fake background. But um, so okay, so it shows uh, him chatting with them, and he's meeting, and the press is asking questions, and he's like an expert. Right, like on the occult and demonology and whatever. He's like at the bunker. Yeah, but it's like, what is it, parapsychology, I think they call it? I think so, yeah. Um, Right. So he's there to to give a lecture. Is the right? That's the gist of it at a convention? Yes. 
a and weird convention. I think he's also taking over Professor Harrington's work. Yeah, well, they're clearly like um, like equals, right? Yeah, I think in, in this world. So, um, so he, but he's told right that he's that he's dead. I think at that point, pretty much. Yes. But, that, but there's been an accident, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then they talk to him about. Um, they're talking about Carswell, and they talk about well, yeah, it's Carswell and his uh, his cult of devil worshippers is what they're talking about, mm-hmm. and that they had a guy who was an ex cult member that was going to talk to them, but now he's in a, a mental institution. He had a breakdown, and that's well, they, this guy. That's this they, guy. Um, they, th- they think he they yeah. think he murdered his brother too, right? Yeah, it's... right. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got Rand Hobart is that guy's name. And he'll come up a couple of times in the movie, but he's in a, he's in a psychotic state in an asylum. So, uh, so Carswell calls Holden in this hotel room. He picks up the phone. It, it's, it's Julian Carswell. And he suggests, you know, maybe stop the investigation. And he's just kind of laughing at him and says, no, like, you know, it kind of can't be stopped. Uh, I, mean, I think he says follow uh, follow Harrington. Harrington agreed to stop. You should follow like him. Hmm. And he's like, nope. It's almost a bit threatening, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he tried to come up threatening. I don't know how threatening he was, but yeah. Uh, so now we're out the next day. Well, he's uh, forgot to mention um, when he uh, gets to the his hotel room, how he just comes out of the shower, and like the guy, one of his the guys he works with later, pretty much watches him get dressed. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, that's what they did in the fifties. Oh, that's, that's, that's how it worked. Oh, oh yeah, male, mm-hmm. male voyeurism was at like an all-time high in the fifties. Oh, yeah, <laughs> popularized <laughs> by this movie. That's, that's right. This is the start of it. This is the start yeah, of it in, in nineteen fifty-seven. <laughs> go put on your night of the night of the demon robe. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Just, so the next day, the, though, the, he's doing his robe is, right? is just a belt from the robe. That's all it is. Sorry. <laughs> I loved the uh, I love the cab that he's driving in on this. So the cab has no front door. Did you know? Did you I anyone notice that? I didn't notice that. No. No. No front door. Yeah, the cab the cab driver had no door. Hmm. No, I didn't notice that. I don't know if, if that was the style at the time or what. <laughs> yeah, was, it still didn't, the budget didn't couldn't afford one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Jack, listen. We can give you a two to our car. That's all we got. We spent yeah. we spent all our all our money in that smoke effect. <laughs> Jesus, well, Holden's got to step out of a door. It's in the script, so just get rid of the driver's door. <laughs> so Take they, it off here. Put it over here. So they pull up to the uh, the British Museum, um, and he goes into the reading library, which is amazing looking. Oh yeah, that big, huge round room. I don't know if it's still like that or well, not. It's yeah, it's really it looks cool awesome. Looking. I it almost looked kind of like should, sci-fi, should like the a, design. You should take a trip. Let's go there. Road, road trip. We're gonna yeah. do a curse, of, curse of the demon road filming location. The UK. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. drive there. <laughs> Get there, and it's just like you. Yeah. We're like, doing oh, the curse drove, of the, the demon the ocean. trip. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So he's looking at a bunch of books, and there's like a clerk helping him with books. And they mentioned this book that I didn't note the name of. Did anyone note the name of the book that's missing? Book no. Johnson, I believe. The only thing I Book noticed Johnson? is that, uh, yeah. and this is a bad joke coming, just letting you know, that uh, when he went over to talk to the clerk, the, the clerk was like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, me. Yeah, I, um, I, didn't make, I didn't make note of the, of the book either. It has a very long title. I still remember what it was now. But okay, so one of the books that he wants to look at uh, is missing. And it should have been held in like an archive room. And the clerk's very apologetic that it's missing. And he's, he's like kind of like, a, I guess um, Harrington had mentioned this book, which is why he wanted to look at it. Yeah. Um, so now this this gentleman overhears what's happening and walks over and, and says, you know, I, I, I have this book. Um, and introduces himself, and it's Julian Carswell. And he talks about, you know, I hope you didn't follow me from my hotel. <laughs> no, I didn't follow you at all. Just just a coincidence. Yeah. Right. Happened to be there. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he offers to let Holden come to his house to look at the book. And it seems very polite, right? Very calm. Um, and then knocks knocks a pile of papers to the ground. And like, oh, I'm so sorry. And what a klutz. Picks them up and puts them back on the table and gives Holden his calling card. Um, and when he's leaving, Holden looks down at the calling card and does a little like, what, what, what? Double take. And <laughs> they show the calling card and it says, in memoriam, Henry Holden, allowed two weeks. Which I like that phrasing a lot. Allowed, allowed two weeks. That that that, that means that he's he's got two weeks to live. Two right? weeks to live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he sees that, and then he looks after where Carswell was walking to, and everything's all blurry and weird, and the little sound effects are coming in. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I like that uh, a lot. Actually, it was such a basic effect, really, right? But it was pretty cool looking. Oh, effective. Yeah, and then. Uh, he does the old shake the head, rub the eyes kind of thing. And the clerk comes over and he says, you know, like, what do you think of this message? And he gives him the card and the clerk, oh, what do you think of this writing? I think is what he says. Yeah. And the clerk's, the clerk's like, there's no writing on there. And he looks down and that the message is gone. It's just Julian Carswell's name. And dun, dun, wasn't, dun. There, wasn't there like, oh, that guy? No, like there was yeah. no one there. Like, what are you talking about? Right. You're right. He asked if he saw the guy and he said he didn't. So that's uh, foreboding, right? Yeah. I go so far to say it's five boating. Oh, five boating? William. <laughs> um, so now they're at, they cut over. It's, I guess they, I'm assuming days are passing, right? Because yeah, they, know, they don't really make it the, clear. By the end of the movie, it's been 10 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, whatever that thing said. Was it 10 days? I think two weeks. It's two weeks. So it's been two weeks by the end of the movie. So it's got to be pretty much every new scene is a new day. That's how I kind of took it anyways. Hmm. So now they're at um, Harrington's funeral. It's a very not, not a very crowded funeral. <laughs> he was a jerk. Yeah. He, yeah. It was very sparsely attended. Yeah. But, um, but he's there in a, and he bumps into the woman from the plane. Uh, Joanna. I don't think she has a last name in the movie. Uh, Harrington. Harrington. Just, Harrington. Just like her dad. Yeah. Yep. Oh, they meant they do. No, no, niece. Just like the niece. He's the uncle. Yeah, she's the niece. Now, so I was a little confused because she talks about flying back home after visiting the U.S., but she has a an American accent. I think she was affecting a British one, but maybe it kind of went away as the movie went on. But she's Irish. Like she was an Irish actress. Okay. 
I was a little confused why they did this weird well, accent Ireland, where she sounded American. Ireland and England are, are actually like fairly close. Right. So she'd be better off just doing her native accent than trying to affect whatever that was. Well, shame on her. It was weird. She was very good in the movie. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Just, the accent you, really threw me off, though. Did you guys happen to notice, too, especially in the early parts of the movie, there, the, the voices seem to be redubbed? Especially his? I didn't notice. Oh, yeah, it was bugging me at first. Sorry, I'm well, coughing pay, pay better attention next time. Right, I'll watch it again and pay attention. As to thank you. Sorry. <laughs> um, so they so they meet and uh, it's like you're from the plane, you're from the plane, kind of a thing. We're from the plane. Uh, and she says that she was Harrington's niece and that she needs to talk to him. So they agree to meet later, uh, and then it cuts over to the hotel, which, by the way, had amazing lamps. I don't know if anyone ever saw the lamps <laughs> in this room. No, They're, I didn't know. You look around the room. There's like these amazing, amazing lamps. These giant lamps with like figures holding light bulbs. And oh, okay. It was a certainly a fancy room. I noticed he had a fancy phone. I noticed that everything was fancy. The whole thing was fancy. Pants. Fancy pants. Yes. Yeah. Um. So they're there. They they have a very. It's a kind of a long scene, um, where they talk about witchcraft and he's. In the occult, and he's like, it's all bullshit. And she's kind of like, I kind of believe in it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Um, kind of thing. I don't think anything really impactful happens in this scene, other than it, you kind of learn a little more about the characters. Like I said, she was traveling back home, and he's there to, to meet her now deceased uncle, right? Yeah. Am I missing anything from the scene, really, if we kind of move on past like, it? I don't think like so now. Okay, so they decided to go to Carswell's house to look at the book. Um, <laughs> this whole fucking scene is so good. I love this section of the movie. But they go there, and and you know you see it. There's some great shots of the English countryside, and you go there, and it's this giant manor, right, uh, in the distance. Um, and when they get there, there's tons of cars already there, and you can hear all these little kids like shriek laughing. I thought like, there was like something bad happening at first. At first, yeah, because they're like yelling, they're like screaming. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a like a clown magician thing happening down below, and it's Carswell wearing fucking terrifying makeup. Yeah, that <laughs> so was like, yes, like a hobo. Terrible. It was amazing though. Like he had the little lines on his eyes and stuff. Yep. Loved it. And then he looks up and he sees them looking down, and he looks like legitimately excited. Yeah. He's so happy to see He's them. He's a very pleasant man. Right. Um, and then she goes inside with his mother, who's made ice cream for everyone as a treat. Mm. Um, <laughs> and fresh. Holden and Carswell walk and talk uh, about what's happening. And he's kind of basically like, yeah, you're, like, you're a fraud. We all know you're a fraud, right? This is mm -hmm. all bullshit because there's no such thing as magic nor witchcraft. So, and he's kind of like, well, you know, there's different kinds of witchcraft and blah, blah, blah. And he does a little thing where he touches his nose kind of, right? If I remember correctly. Or like his face. He does something, yeah. He makes like a movement. Um, and the next thing you know, there's a, like the clouds move in. There's like a huge windstorm. Hmm. Which I loved it because <laughs> they cut to the kids 
running, and there's really like fucking like tables and chairs flying yeah. everywhere. You see little kids like getting nailed by chairs <laughs> and stuff. It was fucking great. There were like no stud children in this scene. No, throwing chairs at real kids. People just getting nailed by furniture. But uh, but a huge storm hits. Um, and, uh, and I think he says at one point, right, he didn't mean for it to be that strong. Yeah. Like he kind of overshot it. But like he's he's like very calm the whole time, still smiling, looking at uh, the doctor, Dr. Holden. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, here's the part I, I, I get it. Holden's like magic. <laughs> this guy just touched his fucking face and the wind went nuts. Yeah. Come on. Like maybe something to it. I bet, Scott, did you at this point pause the movie and run outside and try it yourself? <laughs> I just did it from inside my house. Oh, did it, yeah. oh actually, it's pretty windy today, so it must have worked. Yeah, good, good <laughs> you think it was a delayed, delayed reaction? Delayed reaction, yeah, My trash bins flew over today. <laughs> well, it makes sense because I'm here in America, and if you did it in England, it's immediate, clearly. But in America, maybe like a day delay. That's true. Oh. Inflation. Yeah, it's logic, logic. Well, especially because you know you were late for the recording tonight, so it makes sense that the stormy summit would also be late. Yes, that's that's right. That's my that's my new mo. Just yeah. everything late. Yes. Your period, for example. <laughs> wow. Scott's having a baby. Jesus. Well, not if I got my period, probably. But thank well, you. That, it works definitely for guys. Oh. You actually, uh, uh, when you're gonna have a baby, you get your period. <laughs> Man. Oh. All right, we continue, we're continuing here. You guys got more. No, no, I'm just going to think about that later on tonight while I try to fall asleep. It's going to be <laughs> terrifying. Oh, <Lord. laughs> uh, and inside the house at this point, Carswell's mother is showing Joanna the book that they came to see. And like, oh, I, can't, yes. I can't make heads nor tails of this writing. Uh, it's because it's all written like in a cipher. You find out the whole book is yeah. written in code. Um. And I think they go in and they talk about the book briefly, but nothing really comes out of it. Well, Carswell's, he's mad. Obviously. He's mad. Well, he's mad that the mother's showing the book. Yeah. I mean, I would be too, even if it wasn't a fucking magic book. Like my mother's letting people into my room. Yeah. Mom. This is his bedroom. I mean, you know, maybe you don't live at home when you're 50, but whatever. I, I think he actually, he, he got the house and his mother lives with him. Well, whatever. Hmm. So, anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, and then there's a quick after scene, right, where the mother's like, "Like, did I do something wrong?" And he's like, he's mad at her, but he's still, like nice about it. I thought, kind of. And then he talks about like a like a life for a life kind of thing. He's kind of cryptic in his talking. I thought I watched the scene again to kind of see if he was kind of giving away plot points, but he's not really. He's pretty vague. Uh, he just kind of says that nothing's free. Yeah. Which I guess kind of alludes to like later on what yeah. we find out about him and what he's most afraid right. of, right? Right. Yeah. And then, okay, so now we're uh, we're pretty much back at the hotel. Holden's back at the hotel in the in the hallway, and that little the creepy cricket noises are happening. Yes. That was no, yeah, that was that was pretty creepy with the uh, the hallways, like the the long like yeah. ominous hallways. But I couldn't tell, is he hearing the noises or just has a sense of foreboding? I think he's hearing the noises. Yeah, I think he's hearing them too. Okay. We both think couldn't tell. that he's hearing them. You don't. No, I just couldn't tell. All right. So, yeah, so he's looking around and he's looking kind of scared at this point. Hmm. Like, I think he's questioning 
right? His own uh, yeah. his own beliefs at this point. Probably after the fucking giant windstorm. Yeah. Um, and then I loved it because it's it's like early jump scares. Oh, totally. This movie is filled with early jump scares. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, where the door pops open. Yeah. And it's uh, it's it's two of his little uh, associates. Oh, speaking of though, earlier when he's walking with uh, Carswell and the kids jump from behind the tree, I think that was meant to be oh, a jump yeah. scare too. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to jump out with a toy gun and the skull mask, yeah, yeah, cool masks actually. Yes, yeah. Don't want to forget that part. Vintage now, brand new then. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so he's there with his uh, associates. Um, and he just—he really goes on and on for a very long time about why everything's stupid, <laughs> why nothing, is not, why none of this is real, and they're dumb for believing it because one of them like believes in yeah. in everything that's happening. Yeah, um, there's a uh, the, there's one guy who's supposed to be like Indian, right? Yeah, Kumar. Yeah, uh, yeah. Played by a white man. Played by a white man, yes. That's how it was back then. I but yeah, they're, drink, they're drinking too, and they're saying like the the drink is the devil. Yeah, kind of joking about it. Yeah, devil's yeah. water or something like that, or I don't know. Yeah. Devil's sweat. Yeah, devil's uh, taint. But they, <laughs> but they're, they're checking a date on something, and they look at his date book. Yeah. And all, and all the pages after the twenty eighth of the month are ripped out. Yeah. And missing, which I don't. No, why he didn't? He didn't really question it a lot. He was just kind of like, yeah. He, Who took happens. my pages? I think it was more like, are are someone's trying to freak me out here? Like, yeah, what yeah. He, he always tries to. He always tries to go with the, the most rational explanation. Yeah. Oh, it has to be this. Right. It can't just be because. Right. And then it, it cuts to really the next scene where now Holden and Joanna are having dinner. Right. I, I, I think they're supposed to be probably at the uncle's house. I'm guessing. Because I don't know if she lived with her uncle or what, but it's like a huge house. Very impressive for a kindergarten teacher salary. <laughs> right. It, and it, I mean, it's filled with lots of lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, but get, no they power. Get kind of a, they get snippy during the scene, too. A little bit, yeah. Like, oh, but he the, is more so than her. I like the door. I like the, the cut. I, I like legitimately like the directing style here where they start the scene on the outside and the door is open because of the wind. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of go in when they close the door. And then, the, I don't know, I thought it was a cool choice to yeah. film that way. Yeah. Um, so they're having a lovely dinner in the dark. Oh, she, and he mentions, by the way, earlier that he's cold. And she says, really? I'm hot. Oh, yes. Right. And, and, and then in this scene, he mentions, he's, he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, I'm cold. He's like, you're probably hot. She's like, actually, it's a bit chilly in here. Uh-huh. So that's kind of funny. So you still don't know what's kind of happening. Hmm. Right. Um, and I figured if it's this point or was earlier, she like she reads portions from her uncle's diary. Well, yeah, first first they get all flirty. I think we kind of went out of order. I think she was there when they discovered that the pages were missing after the 28th in his book. No. No, she wasn't. No. In my notes. Oh. No, she definitely wasn't because no? he, tell, he tells her I, after I think the later on. Oh, I, think there, yeah. I think later on there's another thing where the 28th, like after the 28th is gone too. Like, isn't there, okay. isn't that happened twice? Uh, not to him, no. Sorry, my else. bad. Maybe to someone else. But, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, well, so they, well, they get flirty though at this point, which you knew was going to happen, right? At some point. Although, to the film director's credit, this is not a romance. No, which no, I was no, kind no. of. I know, but I was kind of afraid when I saw them on the plane. I was like, oh, it was refreshing. It was refreshing though. Like 
you know, yeah, because it was a movie from the fifties. They're like, oh, we got to put some love in there. You see, why, 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 why am I talking right. about from the thirties? <laughs> I know during this scene they're talking about how her uncle like was like, uh, unknowingly given the parchment, which mm, is nice. like that's like your your death sentence. Yeah, your death right there. Kind of deal, right, yeah. there's there's runes on a parchment. Yeah, and he's like, I never got anything, and she's like, You sure? And he's like, No, I'm not. After he's sure, he didn't. Right. And well, then he they, thinks, Yep. They go through he, the diary. They go through the diary first. Which yeah. Is when, pages of the diary, and. It's this. The professor was really quite verbose. He wrote that every moment of his day, of his days because he's really talking about seeing the demon. Uh, well, the mention, following him, and they mentioned how um, he lost his like he was at like some show and lost his playbill. So Kurzweil gave him his. That's how you passed him right hmm. the the rune parchment in the first place without him knowing it because you can't know if you're going to get it right. Hmm. Right, exactly. Part and, of the deal. Yep. And uh, well, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't know how it's being given to you, right? Yeah. Um, and then he talks about having the pages missing, as you mentioned, uh, in his calendar. Yes. After after the date, after his due date. Uh, but yeah, but then they go, and he goes to find the papers because he remembers the cars will knock the papers down. He goes to find them. Um, and the par- parchment flies out and flies towards the fireplace. So that, again, was kind of cool. Yeah. Very simple to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a cool effect. It really did look like it was trying to get through the grate into the fire, like it was fighting. Yes, but he's still trying to dismiss it. Oh, because the door is open. So he closes the door, and it's like, it's a chimney draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just right. won't accept it. Right. Um, and he manages to catch it. Before it goes into the fire and puts it in his wallet. Yeah, he was basically he was saved by a, a fire screen. Saved his life. Yeah, because yep. I'm assuming that if the parchment like is destroyed, something bad happens at that point. Well, you, you can't get rid of it if mm. it's destroyed. Yeah. So if it's destroyed, you will die. Mm. Yeah, because in the start of the movie, uh, Carswell asks Harrington, like, to, do you have the parchment? He's like, no, it burned up. I don't have it anymore. Mm. So he, he knows at that point that he's doomed. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they, they, they had had a talk a little bit earlier about that guy Hobart, yeah. uh, who's in the mental institution, and that they wanted to to maybe take him out and talk to him or and examine they him. Hip, they wanted to hypnotize him um, yeah. to make him talk. And the end. Right. No, no, you're, you're right. So this <laughs> is the part uh, where he goes to the home of this guy's family to kind of get the okay to do yeah, that. Yeah, they need to send a release. Yeah. And I liked it because you get there and he's like asking if this is the home of uh, <laughs> the Hobart. Like, the guy's like, no! Fuck off! <laughs> yeah, very much. Very much so. Yeah. And then the and then an old woman comes out and they whisper. Mm-hmm. It's like, come in. Yeah. They go inside and I, I'm like, they're kind of Amish. What's up? It's a family of inbreds. They're kind so? of, they're like. kind of like inbred Amish, though. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. They're, they were very strange. I couldn't quite figure them out, especially with what happens in the scene. And they talk like in an old dialect too. They do, yeah. yeah. And there's a weird rune on the door when he leaves and stuff. But, uh, but he's inside talking and explaining kind of what's happening, right? A little bit, not what's happening to him, but like why they want to talk to. To Hobart, um, and she agrees. 
Yeah. Sign the paperwork. And, uh, and he goes to put the paperwork away, and the rune flies out of his wallet for like a second, and he catches it. And then they're, they're screaming at him that he's been chosen. Yes, they know it's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the room gets all blurry for him again. Yeah, the same effect happens like in the library. Yeah, kind of weird. But I like, you know, how do they know he's trying? Are they all part of this cult? I mean, probably, right? I guess they're probably part of Carswell's devil cult. They only allude to like the the son who's not there right. anymore, being definitely in there. But they they make it seem like he was like a, the bad one who got right got caught. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So maybe they just know about it because you know it's it's one of those things where they just know all of the the lore behind whatever it is. Could be possibly, yeah. possibly, possibly yeah. makes sense. Uh, but he get, he gets the rune back. He doesn't the parchment back. Uh, and then he's driving. And they're all driving these fucking amazing cars, by the way. <laughs> like they're all driving like sports cars and like but like crazy old timey sports cars. Like you know, one person sits behind the other person in the yes. car, kind of thing. <laughs> I thought they were kind of cool. But he I goes, think, to, yeah. Uh, Joanna Harrington, her her license plate. I guess part of her license plate was six six six. Six six six. Yeah. I, I was yeah. actually because it was NJL six six six. I was like, is there someone in the movie called Nigel? So I was like. <laughs> So I was looking uh, it up uh, to see if there was, smart, and there wasn't. I'm smart. like, maybe it was like, maybe the the guy who's Nigel is actually the devil or something. Like, we, you know, oh, but, uh, that'd be funny. Wrong. Big yeah. Easter egg, it would have been. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just having six 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 was pretty good, though. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he goes to um to Stonehenge. Yeah. And it's a pretty fast scene. I mean, he's like in front of a rock, holding up his rune, and it matches the rune on one of the rocks at Stonehenge. Yep. Pretty much, he's right? Like, All right, bye. Yeah. And leaves. Well, because yeah. At the there's start no of the movie, they do show it at the start of the movie too, don't they? They With do. The, there was a voiceover. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a narrator kind of talking about the gods and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this scene is very much like he drives, he goes immediately to the right rock, holds it up, does a little like, mm-hmm, and goes and gets <laughs> back in his car and leaves. <laughs> it was a very strange scene. They actually cut that scene. That was part of the 10 minutes that got cut out. Yeah, it kind of makes I sense. Can, yeah, I need I that one. That. Yeah. Um, and then probably my second favorite scene after the pill scene. <laughs> the, the, the seance. <laughs> the seance is amazing. Oh, so my they, goodness, yes. So Joanna's taking him, driving, uh, to see Carswell's mother, um, who who is before is part of a seance. And he's like, he does not want to fucking go yeah, to the seance at all. Pissed. Yeah, he's actually mad, but uh, but she's like delighted to see them, like so happy. She thinks she could help him. Um, and then it's uh, what's his name, Mister Meek? Is yes. the yes. Like, the the medium, I guess. Um, and when they're doing the seance, he does all these voices. The first up, they do this crazy song, this crazy song that they're all singing. I don't know what it is, but it it's quite lunatic. Yes. The whole, the whole song. It was very disturbing. Yeah. It's all like out of key and weird. Um, and then there he's somebody he's getting people inside of him, right? And there's like a little kid's voice and like this like sassy gangster voice. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Wait, did you talk about the song they sang though? In he, detail, Cherry Bright? He uh, he literally just talked about that. Did he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You were not sorry about that. Mention. He was busy reading. Uh, but he, he's doing the voices are coming out 
I thought it was a really cool effect. I mean, yeah, it's just lip syncing voices, but they're yeah. cool voice choices. Yeah. How many? They're uh, very extreme. How many like orgasms that, did he have? Like that, that oh, yeah. really high pitch, high pitch kid. Um, he was, and, he was and, definitely he was definitely coming while he was at that table, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He, yeah he very much. Well, that's that's where ectoplasm comes from. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah you learn a little something. Is that why Slammer smelled like bleach. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's another voice, which is it's the voice of the dead Harrington, comes out of him, um, and it was a, he talks about um, that the key to the rune is in the book hmm. at Carswell's house. Pretty much, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, so Holden gets like bullshit at the seance like he's mad and he just kind of storms out one of the things that like because she's like oh my uncle and he's like oh don't give him anything like you know this is how they work they just you know go fishing and you know whatever so and he's right but also that's clearly the voice of his uncle (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like i mean that's yeah but yeah but he's mad he storms out and she goes after him and she says she's gonna go get the book She's going to break in because Carswell is away right oh, now. We know, he's, we know he's not, though. Right. Because she, she thinks he is, right? And well, that, well, they think she is, but, like, when the mother's leaving, too, she comes out. Like, she, like Carswell's here. She's like, just get in the car, mother. He's, like, right, right. there. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but Joanna's going to go break into the house and get the book. And he does the manly, you know, I'll go get the book kind of yeah. thing. Even though he doesn't believe Interesting. Yeah, I think he's think he's doubting. Um, so he goes uh, to break in, and he cuts through the woods. Mm-hmm. Like he goes around the gate and through a patch of woods. Excuse me, <laughs> belching over here. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking seltzer as I as I do this, and uh, um, he breaks in to the house and he gets in the room, and there's a a, a beautiful cat. Sitting there, well, there's uh, b- before it gets to that though. Like, he's oh, yeah, the, the, the hands, hands, yeah, the hands, like the every hand time it's like, like every time they was that, showed up. Was that, that was before, yeah, okay, yeah. So, you know, he's in the house, yeah, yeah. I, I really like that how they did that yeah. when he's sneaking downstairs. I like it, too. you see the hand creeping on the man on the um, what do you call it? the banister, the railing for the stairway, banister. Yeah. Thank you. So, he's in the room with the cat. Uh, and then the cat turns into a panther. Yeah, a very medium-sized stuffed panther yeah. <laughs> that he wrestles with yep. really dramatically. The same one from Cat People. Yeah, was it? Was it? I don't know. <laughs> but it, like it, could, it. it could be uh, very same easily. director. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but boy, that's that's one fake-looking panther. Yes, <laughs> the room was dark. It, he figured like people aren't going to know. It's got spots. It's kind of too bad, only because we know the director's really good at filming the, this particular animal in like silhouette. Hmm. He's done it before. It was much more effective. Well, did cat people, people come out before this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, years before. So like forty four oh. came out, right? Oh. Yeah, for yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of a bummer they went with the. <laughs> you're right. At the time, I'm sure people thought it was pretty cool. Uh, and it's a cool idea, right? Yeah. That the cat's turned into like a panther, uh, and then the light switch comes on. The lights come on, uh, and Carswell is standing there. Yep, this is very like, oh hey, and oh, the hey, panther's gone, up? and he is totally—he's totally said he was expecting him. 
Yeah. Uh, is what he says, and that the cat slash panther is the guardian of the room. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's a demon that I that I uh, let loose to to guard the room. Right. You woke him up. <laughs> he shouldn't have woke him up. Yeah. Right. Uh, he doesn't get the book. He doesn't just give him the book, right? <laughs> he doesn't get anything he from get the book. He, he, the only thing he gets is a rip in his sleeve. That's about it. That's, that's right. Uh, and he, I think he... <laughs> He tells him to go out the front door, and he's like, no, I always leave the way I came. Yeah. That's his one superstition. Yep. Right, right. So he got I picture him, like, climbing out the window. Yeah. Going down the what if, what if he, just, like, fell down some stairs? Like, yeah, I have to go, and he just throws himself up some stairs, like, on the way out. <laughs> really, really slowly throwing himself up. <laughs> I want to see that. Director's cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I want to see that in a movie. I want to like someone should make that. Not not me though. <laughs> so he's cutting back through the woods, uh, and you got the creepy sound effects coming in, and it's not quite the same as it was at the beginning of the movie with the kind of fire and smoke. It's more just like smoke. Hmm. You also get the uh, the really cool footprint effect in the yeah. in the sand too. Yeah, very cool footprint like effect. That. Something's following him, and then there's just like the smoky. Yeah, smoky. That, that, that was neat. Like how they, I don't know how they did that, but. When it yeah, when it went down, smoke was coming out of it. I don't know. That was just it was just really really cool. Yeah, the, the, it was well done. But he, he makes it out of the woods into the car. I mean, they 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 take off, and then we're pretty much at the next day again. Nothing else happens that day. Well, they go uh, to the police. They go to the police overnight too. Oh, I, I cut that. I didn't even take notes on that because yeah, cause you're right. They go to the police station to report it, but he's kind of like embarrassed about it. And then he's like, no, never mind. I've I I come to my senses. It was all just, you know, some like smoke and mirrors or something. Right. But he is freaked out for sure. The woods are the one thing that's really kind of gotten him so far. Hmm. I think is that smoky thing following him. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't blame him. Yeah. Uh, at all. Um, so, yeah. So they go to the police and they have a little, they have a talk about it pretty much. But he's still, yeah, totally doubting it all. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Um, so now they're they caught and it's Joanna is leaving her house and she's looking around like maybe she senses something, but she goes to get into her car. She gets into her car with no roof on it, of course. Uh, and you see a, you see the outline like a back from a back shot of a figure approaching the car and he reaches in to grab. The, it looks like he's grabbing the key. Hmm. That's what I took it as. And then it just cuts. So you don't know what what has happened to Joanna for a little while. I, I bet he, did, he probably did the punch hole thing with his. It's where you know you do the the circle with your finger and thumb, and you punch her in the arm because she looked at it. <laughs> you think that was it? Or, yep. Or or he was doing that, and she actually got her finger in there, so then she got to punch oh. him. Oh. Again, director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the extended the extended the cri- fight scene. The Criterion, yes. <laughs> That was Evening of the Demon. It was the original. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but it cuts really fast to an ambulance with the most fucking obnoxious siren I've ever heard. Oh, it was, it was just a, it was a bell. It was even a siren. <laughs> it was so loud. And by the, by, um, I have a sound bar. And every once in a while, something in particular will say, like, yeah, I don't, I don't care what level you have me at. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> the ambulance and this thing was that i thought i was gonna wake up my entire house this fucking obnoxious ambulance hmm. but it's uh it's an ambulance that's, that's bringing uh hobart right and that's just inside of it there was like i'll do it like three or four different like, separate shots of that happening 
Yeah, it was a really big deal. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a big deal. At first, I was like, why are they showing this ambulance? Yeah, right. It didn't dawn on me like, why they were doing it at first. Right. Well, I thought at the very first, I thought it might be Joanna is inside of it. Hmm. Yes. Was that the like, point to confuse? Possibly. Maybe. They got me. But, uh, but so they're bringing Hobart in, who's like, looks pretty knocked out. Right. I mean, to me, he didn't look very with it. Yeah. Catatonic. Um, yeah. Um, and then they bring him in and you can see that um, Holden's talking to like a room. Hmm. Right. The people he's talking about um, the parapsychology. Right. And he's talking uh, specifically about Carswell and uh, hypnosis and that they have someone to show you which i don't know if the mother really signed off on this i think she signed off yeah. on on them like checking him out not to like parade him in front of a group of yeah. people put him under hypnosis and i have to ask too tickets. what since holden is so like against all these things and debunking it why is he yeah. so okay with hypnotism why yeah, does he very, believe that very much so yeah yeah we should write a letter doesn't make any sense write a letter yeah. to him yeah <laughs> write a letter to his grave yeah that's exactly <laughs> We'll write a letter and go visit his grave and just put it on the grave and be like, I'll be waiting for an answer. Then yeah, I come I'll, back I'll, in the 28th I'll, days, rip off, ripped off of all my stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll dig him up and put it in. His family visits the grave and they're like, God damn it again. Another yeah. note. Yeah. <laughs> That's a stupid movie. Like, go get go get the uh, the regular form letter out of the car and he has like a box of letters that they just put. Every time they go to visit, they have to put a stack there so we can just go get it and he explains it. Oh, I just walk back at an undetermined amount of time and expect a response letter. Sylvie's <laughs> <laughs> so just like, God, God damn it, Jacques. Why couldn't you have been more consistent? Yeah. I'm going to put this down, and then I have to use the bathroom. I expect an answer huh? when I come back. <laughs> so they bring in um, they bring in uh, Hobart, uh, and he puts him under hypnosis. They gave him like, shots, too. Yeah, well, it's catatonic. I think they had to wake him up. Oh, before they put him on their hypnosis, he's just like, blah, and like tried to run out of the room. <laughs> <That was another laughs> they jump, they did talk scare. to him. Yeah. They talked to him for a little bit. Yeah, they calmed uh, down. Yeah, they did. They talked about the runes a little bit. I think came up as a topic uh, of conversation. The guy playing him was pretty good. He looked fucking mental to me. Yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> he did a pretty good job of being a sweaty mental patient. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he talks about wanting to live. That's like it's right. He wants to live, but then he immediately runs and jumps out of a window. <laughs> yes. Which kind of well, seems contrary to what he wants to do. Well, it's only after he's shown the, uh, he thinks that Dr. Holden's trying to give him the parchment back. Right. Because he, he says he, he gave it to his brother so he wouldn't die. Right. Like, so but it's weird though, because if you know, even it's just like in the thought process, like if you are supposed to receive it unknowingly. So if he's given it knowingly, he couldn't die. Correct. Would that make sense? I, I guess I don't. I don't know the rules. I want answers. Scott. The thing I don't. The thing I don't get is why would you pass the parchment around your own cult? Like this is going to be the shortest lived cult ever. If everyone's just killing everyone yeah. else with this parchment, I like how know. did he end? How did he end up with the parchment if he's part of the cult? Uh, good point. It, I don't know. It's kind of strange. It's like being in a cult of snipers. You're just sniping each other as you walk to the meeting. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me, but all right. So he jumps out the window. He's clearly dead. I, I, I heard him yell "we" on the way down too. <laughs> really? We, yeah. You definitely had an overdubbed version. Sounds like. 
it's strange because it was the one in your Plex. I was hearing these things and you weren't. <laughs> I was not. I did huh. not. It's like that time that we watched that movie in my Plex and it, the subtitles were all weird gibberish. Oh. Was it Freaks? No, it was subtitled. It was a foreign movie. Yeah. Oh, Eyes Without a Face. Yes. Yeah. It's like question marks and number signs and shit. (laughs) (laughs) So he finds out, uh, Holden finds out now that Carswell's on a train, right? As the Indian friend tells him. Yes. Like, yo, I wonder what that's about, kind of a thing. He mentioned it. It's kind of like an aside almost. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, Um, it's like in case you want to know, but probably not. And Holden's like, vroom, like takes off immediately to race to catch this fucking train, uh, and he gets on the train. Uh, I thought this was kind of cool when he enters Carswell's uh, little cabin on the train. There's just Joanna sitting there, like knocked out. Yep. So, like, how did this little guy get her on the train without anyone noticing? Does this tall, knocked out lady? She was hypnotized. She was doing his bidding. He was. He says so. Oh, like, that she what came it was? by her own free will. But he does oh, say like, she's hypnotized. Yeah, that's yeah. He, no, he, hit like, her, he, he hit her in his bag, Scott. I, I like that. Uh, I like really that. He, he, I like that he has her knocked out so she won't talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like chatter, endless chatter. Maybe maybe it's more like it. Like every time she's on public transportation, she has to sit behind someone. And make it uncomfortable for them so they can't sleep. So that's, yeah. that's why he did it. <laughs> you think she's like, hold on a minute. She goes and finds a tray. Yeah. I, I like <laughs> to think that that's why, that's why they were like a little snippy with each other while they were eating dinner, too, is that she was sitting behind him and just like forcing her tray into his back. Yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. We're at a whole table. I just I can't eat unless I'm behind you. The only way that my appetite will show up is if I'm staring at the back of your head. Sorry. <laughs> But they they talk they have a talk about the rune and what it means, right? Hmm. They've kind of come to the realization that this parchment is real. Carswell is clearly nervous too. Carswell looks terrified. He's this guy's great. The guy who played him is really good. He was. Um, and uh, yeah, so he, but he's also kind of <laughs> very good comedic timing because this scene is pretty funny. I thought. I think hopefully he was played for that because I found it very entertaining. Where he's unwilling to accept anything. Oh yeah, from him. Like yeah, no, 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 that's okay. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like pretty he, great. Though. Like he catches himself a couple times too. Like nope. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's not willing to accept anything from Holden. Who I guess at this point, the way I kind of looked at it afterwards was, I think Holden's trying to just confuse him, like give him so much stuff that he'll slip up. Right. And like it's just like accidentally. A bunch of- a bunch of bluffs. Right. Uh, I thought that was pretty great. And then the door opens up and it's his policeman buddies, like two of his like associates who announced that they're the police and that they've been following Carswell because Holden asked them to. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he's just kind of like, I, I got to go. Yep. Carswell's like, I got to go. And they're like, oh, don't you want your book? <laughs> oh, not my book. It was there when I got here. Yeah. <laughs> right? And he's like, well, don't forget your coat. And he's like, oh, and he grabs his coat. But and then he's like, well, oh, it's he a great shot of from, yeah. from Holden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great shot of him realizing it, that he took it from Holden and just Holden staring at him. I, yeah. It was really well done. <laughs> like, oh, shit. And then he looks inside the pocket and there's the parchment. The partner's like, I'm out of here, sucker. Toodaloo, right. and just yeah, like, it takes off. 
<laughs> yeah, yep. And then it's outside on the train tracks. Carswell's running after the parchment that's flying down. And I thought this is kind of a cool little effect too. Which when it lands, it starts to burn. Yeah. Itself, and by the time he gets to it, he's just poking at ash. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you can see, you can hear the noise, and there's trains going by. You know, in the distance, you just see that fire that you saw at the beginning of the movie, and the kind of trotting demon coming slowly out of it. Um, but another great shot. I mean, obviously, special effects 1957 weren't quite there yet. Uh, but I love it when the demon is finally on top of him. It, picks, it shows him like holding him yep. and like just like thrashing him like in yes. the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird mix of claymation and. Well, when he was doing and, that, it was just a guy in a suit. It looked like it was just like a guy in a big suit thrown around a doll. Yeah. But if you if you watch um, Carswell's body though, it's like stop motiony. Oh. It's very strange looking. Yeah. Uh, but it was a cool effect. They did it through kind of like a cool filter while it, and a train's going by at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. It was kind of a cool shot. I know they didn't want the demon, but I'm kind of happy they went with it. Yeah, I, I'm fine with it too. I mean, it's it's completely unexpected in the movie. Like it's, right. you know, you you would expect, I mean, like you, like Bill, you had said like, oh, maybe just a guy like who was dressed up like a, like a, you know, a Satanist or something. But I actually think this is like, more like holy shit like this is fucking crazy you know yeah right and you know right at the beginning of the movie that this is real hmm. like there really is a, a fucking problem yeah, there's no, <laughs> there really is a demon there's no ambiguity about it but, but you're following someone that you know does not believe the whole time kind of waiting to see how it where it go- I, I didn't really know where this movie was going most of the time yeah um, which was a kind of a little refreshing Hmm. Um, so, so he grabs Carswell and then there's a great shot of him just kind of throwing him down. Yeah. <laughs> and then Carswell is sitting on the ground smoldering. And I like they're checking him out like it's like, is, is he okay? Like, <laughs> like, he's crumpled. He's in a crumpled mass on the ground. Like, let me check his smoking. pulse. His hand's way over there. Let me just go grab and check his pulse. <laughs> like he's on fire. <laughs> but uh, but they, they, they he's going to go look yeah. and then. He goes over to look, and he's kind of like, "Wasn't it? Doesn't, yeah. doesn't it? Um, like, I don't need to say, like, isn't it better? Maybe it's better left unknown or something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And then it's credit wrap, cool font back for a minute, and then the names go by. Yep. It was refreshing to actually have credits because a lot of the movies we watch don't have credits at the end. <laughs> it's true. Right. Yeah. But that's uh, the that was the end of course of the demon. Yeah. So we can go into thoughts. Do you want to go first? I'll go. Go ahead. I'll take a shot at it. Take a shit at it. Um, so I know we've already talked about the appearance of the demon. Okay, let me uh, tell you why you're wrong. No, it's, I don't think it was terrible. I just, I mean, it was probably like for budget reasons and the fact that they couldn't actually get, if they got Ray Harryhausen, just imagine if they got Harryhausen for that, how awesome that would have been. Yeah. Imagine if the director had been on board and filmed it. True, that too. That. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, they, they probably maybe rushed it because it was because it was after they did everything else. They had to like get it done quick, kind of thing. It was, was post production. Yeah, but I still liked it. I still liked like you guys said, like when it, the smoke first appears, the fire, and then he come emerges from that. I thought it was done very well, especially even, for the time. Even the close up. I'm looking at 1957. Any movie with a kind of monster in it in 1957. The monsters all looked fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. This they one didn't did, look like rubbery. Even Godzilla no. looked stupid, like at first, you know? What, what was it? Even Godzilla looked stupid. 
Go, oh, yeah. I mean, everything looked amazingly cheesy and fake. Yeah. Um, so this was no different to me. But anyways, but, go go ahead. Um, I, maybe a little dialogue heavy. I thought personally. Yeah. Well, um, they, did, th- they, they did cut ten minutes of stuff. Yeah, and dialogue actually, was most of it. I had Curse of the Demon, but I decided to watch yours because it was longer to get the full effect of the original movie. Mm. I didn't want to, you know, miss. You know, I may miss something that you guys were bringing up, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Stonehenge. Which I did anyways. Like the Stonehenge scene, which you would have been like, yes. what? Yeah, exactly. Wait, 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 he you drove up, looked, and left. What? <laughs> How long did he uh, but, stay? <laughs> did he look happy while he was there? Did he look doubtful? Did he hike How or did quick? he drive? Did he immediately find what he was looking for? Yes, good. I'm happy now. I'm glad yeah. he found it. If you didn't watch it, we could have been like, so he's there for like 20 minutes hunting around. He just takes his clothes off and eats a sandwich. <laughs> he parks right next to the right one and just gets out. He doesn't even get out of the car. He just opens up the window and just like, yep. He just takes yeah. off. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got like anthrax playing in the bathroom background. What was it? Bathroom. In the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> the Stonehenge bathroom. So, so what do you? So okay. So you, you oh. didn't mind? You didn't mind the demon? I didn't mind it. Uh, I thought uh, Dana Andrews, who played Doctor John Holden, maybe was a miscast as a professor. He seemed like more like like a gumshoe detective it, type of guy to me. And it was kind of a like a film noir mystery kind of film, really. It was. With, with some some scares thrown in, yeah. But yeah, like, like you said too, um, uh, is it Niall McGuinness who played uh, Doctor Carswell? Yeah. Was, he was the best part of the movie, I thought. He was I, great. Like, like no matter what he was doing, he was he was like a chameleon. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I, if I could see him just being like a very happy-go-lucky, friendly older man, or uh, you know, a serious threat of some sort to yep. someone's life. So, cheers to him. But uh, yeah, that's some cool shots, especially when he breaks in and with the uh, you know the hands showing and and um you know despite the obvious fake leopard that uh, otherwise some of the shots in that scene were really cool with the uh, the contrast and light and dark. So yeah, I liked it. Should I give it a rating now too? Sure. I, I gave it a solid six. Nice. I may watch it again sometime. There you go. Maybe I'll try Curse of the Demon just to see how it's different. <laughs> It's ten, 10 minutes of dialogue. Well, you probably, like, probably like it more. A couple of scenes that were switched around at Red 2. Hmm. Oh, okay. Like they put like Carswell's death at the beginning. <laughs> like what, while they were eating dinner, that, that's when he gets attacked by the leopard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it just Every, comes quickly, quickly to that, and then he's back to the eating. No, no. They <laughs> can't sleep in the plane because he's getting attacked by the leopard. <laughs> And then he's like, excuse me, and then it's like a clutch cargo thing where it's just a mouth overdubbed. And he's just like, this fucking leopard, I can't get to sleep. <laughs> fucking leopard. That's what I got. Kevin, what do you got? Um, I, I actually enjoyed this quite a bit. This is this is actually one that um I would probably refer to some friends to check out. Um I, I'm sure like some of my friends have already seen it and they're gonna be like, Yeah, where have you been? But um yeah, it's it's I thought it was really fun. Um I have some friends that really like like the Satan cult movies and stuff like that, but I don't know if they've gone back this far, I guess. Um and uh yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm actually gonna give it like a seven and a half. Oh nice. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. So so I can tell you the reason why I picked this movie before my my rating, um, which is there's a line in this movie that's sampled uh, in a song by Kate Bush. 
Hmm. Uh, and I've been listening to a lot of Kate Bush lately. And uh, I've heard the, heard the sample a gazillion times recently, and it's it's from the seance. Uh, where it's Harrington saying, it's in the trees, it's coming. And and that, that got me intrigued to look at her references, hmm. where she was taking – a lot of her references are from horror movies. She's a big oh. horror movie fan. Hmm. Um, so it got me to look at it. So thank you, Bush, for yeah, bringing thanks. this movie to even my attention. Thanks, Uncle um, Thanks, Elfin Lady from Britain. <laughs> so, so – um, so yes, I've never saw it uh, before. Uh, I loved this movie a, a lot. I I really liked pretty much all of it. I mean, the Panthers fake. I didn't really care. Uh, <laughs> it was really well done. It's a cool story. Uh, I thought everyone in it's really good. Like, didn't really have a bad cast, other than maybe the Fig Indian, who didn't really serve a purpose either. By right. the way. Um, but overall, and it had it had a great look. And then once I realized it was the same director, it kind of made sense. Like it, yes. it definitely had that kind of feel to it. Um, a lot of great shots, great sets. Yeah, uh, all that was done well. And and like I, said, I really liked the demon. I I can say that if I was watching this for the first time in 1957, this would be a scary movie. Yeah, like it actually had. Well, with the jump scares just, too. Jump scares like like effective jump scares, jump scares. like. I would say even the demon coming out of the woods is yep. fairly creepy. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then the unsettling clown makeup as well. <laughs> really, it really was creepy. Uh, and throw it, throw the jump scare with the kids. And at that point, I could see audiences really being quite nerved, unnerved <laughs> by this movie uh, as, as they watch it. I really liked it a lot. Um, I'm actually giving it a really high rating for me, which is an eight. Nice. Oh, ho, ho. I, I would highly recommend this movie, uh, really, to anyone that's never seen it that likes horror. It, it it is a lot like a crime noir mystery thriller, um, but it definitely has horror, a lot of horror elements um, to it, and very very well done. Yeah, and a great ending. I thought it was a great ending. I, yeah, I, I completely. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I Carswell totally gets his in the end. Yeah, he does, and he gets it kind of spectacular fashion. Yes. So I did have one other quote from uh, the, the original screenwriter. We actually, he sold the rights to it. Yeah. To but, um, so, so it was Charles Bennett. He was angry at the changes made to his script by producer Hal E. Chester. In yeah. an interview, Bennett said, if Chester walked up to my driveway right now, I'd shoot him dead. Wow. So if, if yeah. he said that today, he'd be put in jail. So, um, so this movie uh, was an inspiration for Drag Me to Hell. Oh. Which totally makes sense, right? Totally, yeah. I, I haven't seen that. Oh, really? Oh, oh you should watch that, Bill. It's, it's a Sam good. Raimi movie. I, uh, I remember when it came out, a lot of a lot of people were like, "Oh, PG thirteen horror movie." Like that was like before. Yep. There was a lot of PG thirteen horror movies, but I yeah. I thought it was done well. Yeah, very good movie. It definitely feels All like right. a Sam Raimi movie too. It's like very Evil Deadish at times. Oh, okay. I'll give it a shot. I'm it, sorry. It, it, it's like Evil Dead with a budget. Yes. <laughs> definitely had money behind it. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is what this is based loose, very loosely, I guess, on a story called "Casting the Runes." Um, but from what I've read, I've not read the story. But from what I've read, it doesn't really follow it too, too much. Um, so, very loosely based on that. That's all I have for facts. There aren't a lot. There's not a lot of trivia on it, other than, you know, he didn't want to do the demon. Blah blah blah. Different title. That kind of. Yeah, shit. I couldn't. I couldn't find much either. Not, not a lot. The, the woman, the woman in the movie, um, actually stopped acting, like four years later. 
Oh. She'd been, but she just died like last year, two years ago, yeah. something like that. Like mm-hmm. not long. She, she lived a very long life. Um, the one who played yeah, Joanna. It, yeah. Huh. She was in like, she was in a lot of movies before this. Um, so she started acting when she was very young and then stopped. I'm wondering maybe she had a kid. Oh, maybe. Or something and wanted to have a family. She was born, I, I don't she know. Was born I don't know. Um, but, uh, but she stopped. She stopped acting. He, um, Dana's in a, a really good movie called Rebecca. Um, I don't know if it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. That's something I want to watch. Uh, it's a really good movie. Uh, it's it's like a gothic story, um, and it's uh, he plays a cop hmm. in that movie. Um, wasn't there? Yeah, that like, seems like to me. That's of, like more of like a role for him. Wasn't there one thing of trivia where? Um, like Dana was so impressed with the director, he had him come over to direct another movie for him. Uh, yes, yeah, his next movie, uh, which I don't remember what the fuck it was now, but yeah, <laughs> you you are correct. It's um, I mean, I can look it up quick if you want to hold on. I'm looking, I'm looking right now. Um, I'm looking. This is from '57, so was it zero? No, wait, he's he's in this movie Zero Hour. Playing, um, playing, uh, Lieutenant Ted Stryker. Huh. Stryker. Airplane. From airplane, yeah. Um, so <laughs> the the the, the uh, fear makers is what was the this, which sounds like a really really bad one of our jokes. Um, mm. Fear havers, um, but yeah, he was so impressed with the director that he that when he returned to the United States, he had him direct his next film. Uh, the fear makers hmm. which i think this is a we should watch next zero hours is the same year as this movie uh and it says it's best known for its 1980 film parody airplane which uses parts of the original screenplay verbatim oh nice oh um and yeah so that's funny but one of the guy's names <laughs> one of the actors in the movie is elroy crazy legs hirsch <laughs> <laughs> Little crazy legs. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. I like this movie a lot. So. Cool. All right. So cool. So that was a uh, curse of the demon. Uh, and once again, we're sponsored by Fright Lights. So you can find them on Etsy under Fright Lights One Thirty Eight, and on Instagram under the same. That is correct. And find us uh, on Instagram at Black and White Fright. That's right. And also, we're part of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Yep. Uh, so don't forget to check out more shows using your favorite podcast app. Yes. And, and for get more some, information, get some on, Deadly Grounds coffee, too. Yes. For more information on the Dorkening Podcast Network, go to thedorkening.com and all the shows are listed there. They're actually, I mean, by the time this one goes up, it may be over, but they're doing a uh, Castlevania um, series with a kind of like an Infinity Gauntlet thing with a bunch of shows involved where they're just going over to celebrate the anniversary of uh, Castlevania. And that's, they didn't um, invite Black and White Fright? That's right yeah, in that's, the wheelhouse. Um, they did terrifying not. Well, no, they, they, they actually did invite whoever wanted to be involved. I just ignored it. Oh. <laughs> good, job. good job. Well, whatever. What, How much do you know about you, Castlevania? What are you, King Black and White Fright? Where they go, they go, we have to go through you? Well, Castlevania is a video <laughs> game that was in color. And, Tell um, them, Scott. And the only other thing it would match with is Secret Underground Hideout and 
I don't think I want to sit there and play Castlevania. So I, cause I've never played it. Oh, you have to, you have to play it. Yeah. It's That's about the game. Makes it hilarious. <laughs> and Come on. Go check out that Come stuff. On. Call it a day. All right. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Good night. Good night. For more information, follow us at blackandwhitefright.com, if you dare. <laughs>